Welcome to Luthiers and Legacy Show, a podcast created especially for fine violin makers and luthiers obsessed with creating top quality instruments for their musicians. My name is Dimitri Badyarov. I'm a violin maker, former professional musician turned award-winning speaker, business coach and mentor. I'm best known for the revival of the ancient master's acoustic concepts and the rebirth of the violoncello da Spalla. And today I am passionate about helping open-minded instrument makers to create instrument making businesses they will love and keep the ancient master's acoustic concepts alive. Regardless whether you have been in the profession for decades or you're just starting out, it is time for you to shake things up. It is time to make an even bigger difference and it is time to start creating a legacy at Bench. So without further ado, let's crack on, let's get started with today's show. Hello dear friends, welcome to today's episode of Luthiers and Legacy. I'm profoundly grateful and really excited to have our very special guest on today's show, uh, Mimmo Peruffo of um, string making company Aquila Corde. So um, the string making company is a worldwide known among uh, musicians playing all sorts of instruments and in particular in Baroque music community because he is the Padre Fondatore, the founding um, director of, of Aquila Corde, this amazing Just. string making company. <laughs> okay. And on top of this, of course, uh, Mimo has been a dear friend of mine for at least yes. Yes. quarter a century. And when, when I'm telling this Mimo quarter a century, I feel like we are so young. <laughs> so very warm welcome, dear Mimo to Lucius and Legacy. Thank you so much for um, uh, dedicating some of your time to this conversation. Welcome. Okay. You remember, Dima, the very first time you went in a small room and making strings. So you were very young with the three violins of so different age. I remember about you very well in Vicenza town. Of course. I, I was in a small room only <laughs> in those times. That's I very think true. it was uh, 1991, 92. Uh, yeah, 94, five, Four. 95, because I didn't come yeah. to Europe before uh, 94. So I came to Europe from St. Petersburg. Uh, okay. That was 94. <laughs> and in 95 was my very first visit to Italy. I reckon that was about the time when we met. Mm. Uh, you spoke a very good Italian. I was very surprised. Why? <laughs> I, I learned in 15 days because I realized that I have a lecture and I realized that I don't know, not, I know nothing about Italian. You this told me that. <laughs> oh my God. This is true. This is one of the craziest episodes yeah. in, in my life. Yeah, when I accepted this lecture upon the condition that I was supposed to deliver it in Italian and I thought, oh, I have a lot of time. I, I will learn <laughs> Italian. But then I procrastinated and I didn't study the language 15 days before the lecture. So, well. Crazy well, part, crazy page in my life. But anyway, Mimo, today it's of course all about your story and your contribution uh -huh. into music and because you're such an important person for in many musicians' lives. So I want to ask you a few questions, of course, about this. And um, look, where uh, where does your passion for string making comes from? Uh, <laughs> Interesting question. I was the man of the street because in the very beginning, I have no idea about strings. Well, when I was young, I had a passion for classical guitar because my grandfather was both a carpenter, right? Carpenter. Mm -hmm. Okay, my English is improving step by step. Carpenter and a banda conductor. Banda. Okay. And... For a huge time, I uh, had uh, till uh, 17 people playing uh, together him. And at uh, a certain time, uh, I, I saw a lot of time uh, my grandfather playing a guitar with the metal strings. Uh, hey, uh, um, may I ask you if you teach me how to play guitar? Hey, okay. The character of my grandfather was similar to... Uh, the Italian conductor, uh, the character was very strong. But if I ask, I, I, I done a huge improvement. But uh, ten, I switched to loot. I was in age of 24, 23. Mm. And uh, 
strings to me was just to place in order to pyramid the strings, nylon. To me, fishing line or musical string was uh, actually the same. Okay. But I was a chemist. I started to work in a chemical laboratory, analyze water. And uh, uh, I started to make uh, instruments for myself because I had no money to buy uh, the real instrument. Very few mind those times. In, in those times, the habit, the common habit was to repair bicycle, to bolt things, to make things, because this was so in those times. Not possible to have a, a Amazon, ta, 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 <laughs> you buy a lot, you buy, okay. This was the very beginning. So I make something like three, four guitars, and then my first loot. Hmm. Uh, because I was a, a chemist, one day I went in a, around Florence uh, in the atelier of the just died, uh, died uh, uh, luthier Ricardo Blanet in order to uh, to buy a, a few pieces of uh, uh, wood for myself. And uh, that day, uh, I, uh, it was a meeting with uh, different luthiers, very important luthiers from Cremona, etc. I was uh, the last, <laughs> very uh, amateur. And uh, they started to discuss about the strings. Uh, when, I, when I realized that the strings were made by gut, I was very surprised at gut. It's not for sausages. No, no, it's for strings. What the heck for strings? <laughs> the gut, yes, uh, and touch for the first time some experimental strings because uh, the problem was uh, the loot basis. No one was able in those times to solve the problem, the gap that uh, you install strings on almost all the loot setup, set the basis because a thicker string became duller, don't sound. So it was a, a myst mystery, is right. And uh, uh, Ricardo started uh, thinking that maybe there is uh, something uh, of different in the older technology. I mean, the loading of a gut. Mm. Then when they realized that I was a chemist, they take me the paper, please take this job on your back. But I am the last man that knows about the strings. Does matter, man. It is time that you take the responsibility, take this uh, job, in, in behalf of him that is not more in life and started to study the problem. Well, I spent 10 years. I done 1,000 alpha experiment. I asked everywhere, libraries. And at the end of this very long job, I was able to realize the first setup with the strings. Mm. The loaded strings. I remember them so well. <laughs> and in this way, after 10 years, I take a meeting with the uh, widow. widow of, uh, of uh, Ricardo. I went uh, in the, this uh, very old uh, houses for middle age uh, up on the hill with the loot. Mission uh, was uh, accomplished. Mission. Okay, this is the loot. Uh, I had uh, tears because wow. uh, it is a very hard job. Then I asked, where is the grave of uh, Ricardo? In that way, I went uh, in front of the, the, the gray, the, the gray. Eh? I showed uh, with the imagination to him, this is uh, the job, Ricardo. But uh, ne next time, please tell me that this is a very hard job. So I, I, um, I reconsider everything because 10 years of researching was a very long, long time. This was the very beginning, but I was involved in the, the loot-based strings. Yeah. Then happen, happens the rest. Wonderful. So you uh, got into string making, of course, uh, linked to yeah. uh, instrument making, so luthery guitars and, and loot. And um, because you felt there was an issue with bass strings and you felt like you want to solve that issue. And that brought memories because actually, if you remember this, in 1995 or so when we met, yeah. uh, those things we discussed was uh, intonation on gut strings, on baroque strings. And here's why. It was the time when I became a student, uh, when I still performed professionally baroque violin. Yeah. I became a student of Sigiswal Kaken and a baroque violin student, naturally. And... Uh, back in St. Petersburg, when I played the modern violin, I was not used to having an intonation problem. 
I, I could have had countless other problems like counting measures or rhythm or you know, the, the, all, all sorts of things. But intonation was okay. And I was really surprised that on a Baroque violin, I was not able to keep in tune. And mm. I felt that cannot be me. That's probably instrument, probably strings. And this is where our discussions uh, and our friendship started because then yeah. we, we, we definitely created something really remarkable. Well, you created something really remarkable with God's strings. And it's years and years. Look, Mimo, the, the truth is, it has been two decades and a half I have known you. You keep researching you keep writing articles, you keep speaking at conferences and workshops. You have recently launched uh, a series of innovations, and I'm probably even not aware of all of them, like sugar strings and, and those loaded strings, of course, you're keeping improving them. And now you're also doing regular Facebook lives where you're educating instrument makers and players. So there's so much excitement and passion in anything you do. So yeah, what, yeah. what keeps you excited about string making all these years and every day? Well, after I ever done the job to rediscover a, a possible technology, a possible because we have not the, uh, I can tell that there are not clear evidence, but mm. it was an hypothesis. Okay. Yeah. Then I start. I show this example to a, 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 a music shop in Milan, Laboratorio. Uh, it, it was a center where they sold, sell uh, uh, viola da gamba, violin, because in Milan it was a um, civica. Um, mm? uh, they started to build musical instruments for the music. Eh? And this laboratorio was a center uh, where they sell also, also uh, gut strings. Uh, I showed them uh, the first loaded strings and, and then they told me, yes, but these are just basses. Uh, what about the uh, trebles? Even trebles you want? Yes, because uh, <laughs> it's not uh, possible to put on a car two wheels. You want four <laughs> to complete the setup. Okay. And then I started to uh, research uh, uh, everywhere. In matter everywhere in libraries, uh, and then I discovered a stream maker. The only one existed it was existing in those time in Italy was a uh, Toro Brothers. Mm. In those time, it was uh, ever still got, and uh, I spent with them uh, three, four years to improve and uh, stabilize in, in a good for market the load of strings. This means that uh, early in the morning, five in the morning, I went up from the, the bed, uh, driving with the fog around the ice, does matter, six or seven hours down to Abruzzi, uh, meet them, working on half a thousand of gut strings in order to increase the density, then eight o'clock eight o'clock in the uh, PM come back to northern Italy. And uh, I was uh, so tired. I remember it was a very hard time, but uh, some problem was uh, still on the table, for example, the falseness of strings. But it uh, does matter. We solved the problem and then started to work together. They started to make strings for me, but uh, in different way. Uh, in 1999, 92, the strings were made in this way, very stiff. True. And uh, for violin first, the other age for medium tension was a uh, uh, dot 52, 53, and very stiff strings. So uh, when I hear some, somebody play, playing uh, in the orchestra early music, everybody told, listen, no noise because the sound is zzz. and they we started to tune retune every time this was in the very beginning then i started to research about documents uh, technology i discovered first the diameter were not so they were thicker second the strings were not so but so yeah. Uh, very, very smooth. And uh, then uh, uh, I started to check a measure of all the pieces of strings in museum. Yeah. The first two times a museum refused me because I know background or who are yeah. you, man. 
this was in short, uh, but uh, in, uh, uh, in Vienna, they opened the door to me. And it was very important because I checked everything up and down in the biggest stores with the no restored instrument as pieces of all the strings inside. In order to check diameter, uh, uh, twisting ratio, everything. So actually I take a measure of a thousand, a thousand, thousand uh, strings for museum. This was uh, uh, the next step after the researching matter of a lot of these strings for lutes. Hmm. Yes, I just want to uh, remark uh, for people who are listening to this episode on um, iTunes or Spotify or Audible Amazon, uh, so they need to know that there, uh, Mimo is actually oh making lots of demonstrations of different strings. And we are now also recording this conversation on a video. So when you want to see the strings, uh, Mimo is actually demonstrating on a video in this episode. You can also find us on Facebook, on, 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 uh, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on virtually every social media platform. And there is, of course, Luthiers and Legacy Society community on Facebook. So this is where you can see the demonstration. So... Uh, Mimo, there is so much love for what you do in everything. It's like you are radiating this passion for music. It is so obvious mm. and so um, in inspiring. For me, it is very inspiring. Look, because uh, being a creative, being an artist, being entrepreneur, uh, not every day a ball of cherries, would you agree? So it's like there are sometimes moments when you feel like, come on, the life is not fair. Things are hard. Things are not always going the way you want. Uh, for me, it is really a blessing to be connected to a friend like yourself because you have been always uh, almost like a, a role model uh, running an incredible company and sharing all this passion nonstop. So uh, now it is even easier in some way because, okay, well, if I feel luck, uh, lacking motivation, I just can go out to reach to Mimo's videos live on Facebook and just get recharged my batteries. My question to you is, have you ever felt like quitting? <laughs> Sorry, your battery. Okay, <laughs> is it nice, nice example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, maybe I haven't understand your question. Sorry. Did you feel? Did you ever feel like quitting? What do you mean? Quitting? Why I should? When uh, we be underground in the grave, maybe we stop. Uh, maybe <laughs> there is some stream maker even in the even I don't know or in the hell I don't know. In every place there are stream makers because music is everywhere. Anyway, seriously, uh, no, no, because uh, when I started to to do this investigation, I feel like Magellano discovering New Iceland. Uh, there is a video chiamata. Sorry. There is uh, something in front of you in the video. Sorry, just a moment. What is this? Maybe internet is working. Ah, sorry, Dima. There is uh, no problem. Another... There probably some window popped up, some notifications. So let's just turn it you, on. You see me anyway. Yeah, I can see you anyway. Yeah. Ah, fantastic. I go ahead. Uh, uh, I had uh, every every uh, human being has a. Uh, High and lower times, this is normal. But this passion is like a fire on me because I take this passion. And when you feel like Magellano, you burn to start a you think what happens, what on that after beyond this hill, what if I go in that direction? Mm -hmm. I have this passion to discover new things. I cannot stop this uh, situation and uh, make a, 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 a life unique because life is just one. And we should remember every minute that we cannot when he will be stopped. So uh, it's very important to uh, have this feel, this passion to me is is not for business. I would like to clear this, to make a clear this point. When I do lecture conference, I always dividing business then researching because it is a it is a fire fire honest. Okay, uh, no, I haven't uh, problem. Uh, the passion was also up every time up. 
Yes, uh, we the, in uh, in our company had some problem like Medecao. You will remember when we had the yeah. meeting in Brussels, uh, European uh, office, yeah. <laughs> to yeah, discuss indeed, the question. Indeed, yeah. You will remember, but uh, no, the passion is always up. Uh, I cannot stop this thing. I don't know why, but this is how I, I live. Uh, passions. Fantastic. Well, let's. That's uh, maybe exemplary to lots of people watching this. That's true. Life is uh, just one, and it's just probably makes makes sense to de dedicate your life to the thing you are passionate about. The thing, the thing that lights you up. L'epitaphio di Sicilo, non so come si dica in inglese. In the in the grave of early Roman man, mm -hmm. Sicilo, it is written. Remember. You are like a star. You deserve to be brilliant every day because life is short. You never know when it will finish. This is my motto. That's beautiful words. And now that you brought the stars <laughs> into this conversation, I want to share with you something. Look, our body is mainly made of carbon. Yeah. Well, there is this and that. You are a chemist, you understand this uh, even better. But there is a ton of carbon in our body. It's a lot of carbon. And the beautiful thing about this is the carbon cannot be created on Earth. Carbon is a result of um, oh, incredible chemical reaction that can only occur in extraordinary conditions which cannot be replicated on planet Earth. These conditions exist only when stars, when a star uh, collapses, when star dies, when there is this big uh, bang and explosion and enormous temperature, enormous pressure. It's only then, it's only in that place, carbon can be born. And that means since the carbon could not be have could not have been created on planet Earth, and since our bodies are primarily made of carbon, then each human being is primarily a star. Yeah. I remember this episode when we were fighting in the headquarters of European Union in the government. Yeah. Trying to solve uh, this issue with uh, with the gut because that was a very dangerous downward curve that might mean the end of early music. Yeah. Wow, that was an episode. Yes, but now is back. Fortunately, of course. Tell but me about your yes. Uh, tell me, yeah. uh, tell me about your string making innovations because okay, gut. Oh. Besides gut, gut is incredible material. It's the richest sound. You are introducing so many different materials. So uh, can you speak uh, about uh, that? Uh, how to simplify everything, but I try. Yeah. Uh, step by step. At the very beginning, I recognize that the strings are too stiff and too thin, make a modern way. Okay, then I introduce uh, to Beniamino uh, Pietro Toro, we were a very good relationship, mm -hmm. but uh, around the 2005, we divided our, our uh, okay, uh, Aquila born, really born, uh, okay. And uh, they had a good reputation, uh, I confirm. Uh, we started to switch from this kind of uh, strings to strings, uh, avoiding hardened uh, souls, uh, avoiding something of a modern chemicals inside, uh, increasing the twisting ratio. So, these strings started to become more historical. And I started to increase the gauges. And uh, step by step, every year our catalog was, uh, the first year I remember, 52. Next year, 54. Next year, 56. And so on for the medium tension. Actually, we are around uh, 66. Practically historical, and uh, I recognize the 66, that the other... uh, 0.66. So that's uh, speaking about the thickness of the first string of the violin. Is it correct? Exactly, it is the, the, the background just for a good yeah. example because yeah. viol, viol, okay, so speaking about gut strings, first string for violin, exactly. So, yeah. And uh, I recognize it because I started to make uh, articles uh, that the other string makers uh, takes uh, started to imitate this uh, situation. So the general quality of uh, early music strings start to grow. The sound yeah. switching from a, 
mosquito style, ZZZ, and not in tune to very better sound step by step. Then uh, I started to study the question of one strings. Which are the historical one strings? Uh, which are the difference than the modern flat metal, tungsten, mm-hmm. the core metal that is sick inside, and so on. And uh, we started to produce uh, something uh, with a few information recollect, uh, more historical. Then museum uh, uh, gave me a huge app because uh, we have a lot of uh, old sample of strings. Not possible to tell exactly when they were made because it is necessary radiocarbon 14, even not. But more or less, we are in this direction. Then after uh, this uh, this thing, so increasing the diameter, switching from a, a more historical technology, I stopped. And uh, I restart again on the question of, uh, of uh, uh, unsplit lamb gut. In those times, uh, strings they were made, uh, 90% made strings from beef, serosa, mm-hmm. and uh, just a little uh, string maker, mostly amateurs from uh, sheep. But the sheep was, uh, in most of the cases, split. Uh, the splitting of a gut uh, was introduced in Northern Europe in order to uh, reach uh, the violin first, because in Italy, uh, lambs were young, so small intestine. It is possible to use a tree wool gut. Instead, in Germany, in uh, France, uh, Austria, etc., not possible. With a tree wool guts, the diameter is equivalent to a second of a violin. So yep. they split the gut in two in order to have uh, smaller strings. But uh, I was uh, always asking me, but uh, from the point of view of the sound, uh, mechanical behaviors, is, is it the same or not? I never had the answer till two years ago. Excuse me, Mimo, and um, yeah. just for the clarity, so that our uh, uh, listeners, uh, yes. most of them probably are luthiers and, and definitely musicians interested in these kind of uh, things. When you're t- talking about... Uh, string making technology, gut string making technology, Italy, Germany, you are talking about 17th century, 18th century, or are you talking about now? Uh, we should be realistic. Uh, the historical information are very few. And okay. we should base our, our knowledge on real things, not, not the supposition. Mm-hmm. If there is a supposition, we put in clear, this is my supposition, this is our evidence. For example, in all the 17th century, the information about uh, stream making are very few and mm. are not uh, useful in most of the cases. But there is a but. After mid of uh, 18th century, there are a lot of uh, more information that uh, for stream maker, professional stream maker like me, they told me a lot of uh, things. So it was possible to rebuild, rebuild the Italian way to make strings. Uh, but I, I will explain later how important is that this is discovering for the for the sake of early music. Is it correct? Yep. Oh, my brain is better. The coffee is doing is effect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> coffee is always a great idea. Oh, absolutely yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, in those time, uh, uh, my gr- girlfriend of those time, Daniela Gaidano, take a passion like me. So in two, we went in many museums, uh, speak a lot during our travel by car because uh, I was scared about uh, flying <laughs> for a long time. So uh, you imagine 10 hours uh, driving, uh, discussing strings all the time. <laughs> it's interesting. And uh, she take the passion. Still now, he has the passion. I'm very proud about her for that. And uh, when we went to the museum, in museum, we take a, a huge, uh, a very good organization, very fast. So one string, ta, 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 take a measure away to it, another string, and so on. In uh, Rome, we were able to take a measure of uh, 100 uh, half instrument every morning. So fast and uh, accurately we were. And uh, the related strings, uh, pieces of strings. Well, after uh, I can uh, uh, well have you another question because it is harder to collect uh, 
all the steps uh, yeah. right now in English, especially. No, this is a, a fascinating story. Um, uh, coming back to Daniela, of course, I met her on a number of occasions. And you remember we were actually creating the strings for the Violoncello de Spala, the very first set of, set, uh, the very first set of strings mm-hmm. for the Spala built for uh, Sigiswald Kirchen. And uh, Daniela happened to be one of my students whom I taught how to build Violoncello de Spala. Mm-hmm. So she's into that as well. Uh, having said that, when you speak about technology of early strings and how many strands of lamb or beef were used in order to make those strings, I believe that this has huge implications for instrument makers in order to understand the functioning mm-hmm. of violins, lutes, guitars, viols, any kinds of historical instruments. Because the truth is, as you mentioned, in the beginning of early music movement in Europe and worldwide, the tendency was to have strings as thin as possible. Mm. And you mentioned yeah. gauges such as 52, 56, then it came to 66 uh, and above. Now it is maybe 70 something. And I remember this uh, a lot more tension, a lot more resonance on the instrument, which it means, especially if you are building an instrument in the style, what we know about Venetian, let's say, music where the or or Bologna, where the pitch was uh, uh, as high as modern, or even much higher, 465 hertz, and you have these really uh, big strings. That means a lot more pressure, tension on the instrument. That means the instrument has to be built in a different way. I want to share with you a story and with our listeners a story about comparison of strings. So I imagine yourself in a beautiful big church in Belgium. Mm-hmm. I believe it was in Leuven, in a small uh, Flemish uh, town, very ancient with lots of churches, very uh, gothic and very baroque, very beautiful, very uh, nice town. Uh, so there is a church. Uh, probably 12th century, 13th century, something like this, fairly large with lots of uh, lots of people in the hall, uh, probably 800, maybe 1,000 people in the hall. There was a festival, a mini festival. And you imagine there were three groups, uh, I believe one from the UK, one from the United States, and La Petite Band. It was a festival, a mini festival organized, organized by La Petite Band. The performances were absolutely stunning. The level of musicianship, the repertoire was just stunning. Now, well, what I knew is uh, the two orchestras, one from the UK, one from the US, they were not playing on acola strings, so they were using something else, and I don't know what it is. So they, they, the performance was brilliant. Now then, La Petite Band came with uh, well, acola strings, normally speaking, and normally speaking, those strings were somewhere in their area of 71 for the E string, so very thick. In some countries, this is the A string, <laughs> not <laughs> even today. 71 first string, 85, 88 A string, very thick. So very thick strings. And we sat there with a colleague of mine, a violinist. And when Leptid Band came out on stage after we heard the two other orchestras, we looked at each other like that. Is that just me or you also hear that? And I said, this is unbelievable. Now this was so much more all enveloping such a warm sound. The sound was like coming from everywhere at you, not just from the concert stage, but from literally from everywhere. And the secret to this was strings. This, the, the, the truth is the strings, the, the sound, music comes from strings, not oh, from yeah. instruments. String is the source of sound. Instrument is there to amplify, beautify that resonance, but the sound comes from the string. So if the sound of the string is beautiful, flexible, rich of overtones, then it just makes things better when you have especially a nice instrument. So that was an experience. And having said that, just I want to encourage once again people uh, listening to this episode on, on any audible Spotify or iTunes platform. Mimo is a very Italian person. That means that he is speaking a lot with his hands. And he's demonstrating a lot of things. So you definitely want to find a video of this episode on either Mimos. Uh, Sorry, my guys are smiling to me. 
Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I strongly recommend find the video of this episode as well on on Facebook or uh, YouTube and do join Mimo's Facebook lives where he's sharing his knowledge about string making strings sound thickness incorrect stringing secrets for harps, lutes, viols, guitars, anything. <laughs> he's absolutely amazing. Mimo, what would you say why historical strings are so difficult? And I see you answering <laughs> over and over again, very kindly, exactly the same questions people were asking 25 years ago. And you, you repeat explaining this uh, again and again, why historical strings are so controversial. Why, look, there is no discussion. If you want to string a modern violin by a set of strings, no questions asked. No one is going to tell you, hey, your stringing is incorrect. There is a better way of doing this. Or like, but <laughs> Why? Is uh, like Why? all the time there is this, you know, uh, battle. People discuss a lot about the strings in stand instrument. They fight a lot about the strings because the string is the cell of the sound. So, so okay. But uh, you should uh, remember that the improvement of the string technology take hundred, a hundred or years. Father to song, song became father to song, and so on. A secret yeah. heart. Uh, especially in Italy, it was okay, but in the same time, a huge mistake, especially in the, in the last 10, uh, 100 years. Because why in French and Germany, they collaborate to, to have a big uh, uh, association. In Italy, individualism was uh, mm -hmm. uh, the end of uh, stream making. This is uh, clear. But in the same time, they... Thanks to this thing, they were able to preserve the historical heart till 10 years ago. Because uh, uh, the very uh, elder stream maker we interview by video, by uh, recording, uh, in those times, told us a lot of interesting things, even using their hands. And I learned from them how to use the timbre how to use the mm -hmm. scrapping cane and so on, not just uh, reading a book of Diderot de Lambert or the Mimo Perufo, of Mimo Perufo, mm -hmm. reading how to make strings at 10. Oh, it is very clear. No, these things, uh, you learn these things by practice. Mm -hmm. You see, when I, I, I made my instrument myself, I bought a, a book, how to varnish by Selak your a furniture. I was uh, convinced that uh, reading that book, I was able to put uh, the Selak on that, the, my instrument uh, very No, my grandfather take the book, uh, put on the, on the floor, give, give, give me your hands, take my hands. This is the cotton, by touch, by smile. Uh, I learned from him how to, uh, you know what I mean, you are Luthier. How to actually... Produce. This is a uh, this yeah. uh, thing. Uh, okay, strings uh, 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 to make a string is, is not that easy because uh, uh, there are three things that make a good strings. But in, before I would like to, to tell you what is a good string. A good string is uh, when it lasts. It produces a very good sound. The attack is a good. The sound is full of colors. Uh, and uh, and uh, when it is uh, stable, these are the quality of a good strings. Mm -hmm. Okay, when you reach this result, you this is the quality of a good strings. Okay, but uh, to produce uh, these things, uh, it is necessary. Step one: start with the ra the right gut, raw gut. It's not easy. Second, uh, the right chemical treatment uh, is very important. Uh, the chemical baths is a uh, 90% uh, of our result came from the chemical baths that you employ. This is why it was a, keep a, a, a strong secret because it's not just one. But in more than a chemical treatment, there are 12. If you produce ARP strings very stiff, it's a very complicated technology because that string are very stiff, but very stronger and incredible, stronger like uh, fluorocarbon strings. 
Third, the twisting ratio that change uh, if you change the position of the string in the instrument. It's not true that you do high twist anyway, no? Things are different. So all these things together, you have more or less the good string, but it is yep. necessary to have practice. Uh, I, um, I uh, uh, had a teacher, a maestro, Arturo Granata, who was uh, worked uh, 30 years in Savarez Babolot, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, I was uh, his only pupil. Uh, I learned from him everything uh, step by step, uh, but it was uh, really hard because uh, making strings uh, is not... A mm, uh, there is a, lo a lot of uh, suffering uh, and uh, effort because uh, you work in close room uh, with a high humidity in winter, in summer. You, are, you have seen which are the conditions. But, but when uh, you install a string, uh, you have a violinist, you atelier, install for the first time your string uh, and play, you see him smiling. This is uh, your birthday. Every time is your birthday. Because uh, that smiling is uh, the result of all your effort. Mm -hmm. And uh, this feeling is a common to everybody that makes strings, not only for me, even for you when you make a violin image. This is the premium for us. And uh, uh, you uh, take energy from that. Yeah. Uh, when I went to uh, a concert, uh, in secret because uh, actually is uh, many years that uh, I went in a concert in secret because I don't want the people, ah, oh, this is Mimo, this is Mimo. And then after the concert, taking the pizza, I speak about the thing, about the thing. No, I don't like this thing. But in secret, I heard this sound. Uh, I remember the very first time, uh, uh, Musica Antica Colon uh, or something else with the thinner strings. Uh, I, I remember the huge difference in sound. And I, I told to me, oh, good job, man. But I'm not the only, the only man involved in this thing, uh, please. There are other people that are working hard to improve uh, the quality of strings. Uh, I'm not uh, the genius of the world. Okay, thanks. Well, you have an amazing string company, uh, string making company with lots of people working there and of course musicians involved in all of these and improvements. And um, uh, tell us, uh, Mimo, what in your opinion are the most important things that uh, you probably see musicians uh, getting wrong when it comes to stringing? And what are the three most important things they need to know to string their instruments correctly? Oh, well, uh, I'm a, a little embarrassing because uh, I cannot be expert of everything. But uh, with uh, my limits, I try to suggest uh, uh, two or three things. Uh, Mm. that I, I learn, learn over the time. Uh, if you wanted to install uh, the real historical diameter, more or less thicker, it is very important to, to check the angle of the bridge because uh, I saw around many so-called Baroque violin actually have uh, the angle of the bridge very sharp. So the pressure over the top is too much. Look into all the paintings and some very old uh, first photos of mid 19th century. And it is possible to see, to recognize that most of the cases, not all the situation, most of the cases, the angle is uh, more open. So the pressure is uh, okay. Uh, there is a, a, a misunderstanding. People think that if the string is a uh, very thick, it is harder to play. Not because uh, if we follow Galeazzi's suggestion, first, the string should be as low as possible on the fat border, avoiding buzzing. Exactly. Instead, today, there are some crazy rules, five millimeters, six. Who is the, the man that uh, writes this Bible of the violin setup? <laughs> Does that exist? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Second, uh, the question of uh, the angle. If you switch it to thicker strings, uh, normally uh, they are made very elastic. So don't worry about uh, we don't we don't have a problem, and uh, they are more stable. I don't know why they are more stable when they are thicker. You should uh, check the angle of the bridge, uh, and yeah. the rest. Uh, I have no other suggestion, and yeah. uh, it's very important how to install the strings in the yes. proper way. Because uh, I saw a lot of nuts uh, and uh, uh, grove, uh, uh, yeah. goes, yes, uh, that are not made in the proper way. True. Uh, 
Thomas Mason suggests a lot of things how to, to, to do this thing, uh, how to install in the proper way strings, uh, gas strings, yeah. uh, still uh, something not well known around. Very interesting. This uh, string breaking angle over the bridge, uh, yeah. as you demonstrated with using your hands, uh, it's very important. And I've, dis I've discovered using calculations, using algebraic formulas, that a very slight change in the angle, and you can calculate the resulting string pressure using a, a formula yeah. that takes into account sine or cosine of the breaking angle of the string over the bridge. Slightest change produces a huge, slightest change in that angle produces huge difference in That's... string pressure. And I want to share yeah. with you a story. Uh, some time ago, my wife, who is a very good Baroque violin player, uh, was playing a baroque violin and experimentally with the, with the purpose of experiment I strung it with very thick strings so I was really curious uh, having a very low bridge and the violin was specially built so I'm not recommending anyone running this experiment on their violin because if their violin is not built to withstand that kind of pressures you're most likely going to ruin your violin so do not do it at home it's yeah. very dangerous uh, but that particular violin was especially built for 17th century music. So it had very thick top, uh, properly thicknessed, and a proper bridge, uh, not bridge, yeah, proper bridge height and proper uh, fingerboard projection. So the bridge was very low. If I'm not mistaken, because it's years ago, uh, the bridge height was approximately 20, 21 millimeter, that low instead of 30, mm. 33 millimeters as a modern bridge. Now, this first string on that violin was, drum roll please, 82, point uh, 82. First the first string, the first, yes. Uh, Aquila, point 0.82. Now, here's the thing, look. Uh. Uh, 82, top quality Aquila string, uh, strung at 440 hertz, I believe it was even at a higher pitch. Uh, so after maybe one day or two days of uh, stretch on the violin, it became around 7.76 or okay. 74.76, which is kind of um, goes well with historical documents as far as I understand, because again, I'm not an expert in these kind of things. You are the person to go to on these kind of questions. The amazing thing is this string lasted for months or maybe several months. It was really long because the string is very thick, very strong because it's very flexible, yeah. it had a lot of resonance. And my wife even wanted to play Schubert on this violin. And I was like, you are kidding. This instrument is strung almost like a early Baroque style. And you are playing Schubert on that violin with even playing G string. And she said, well, but I love the sound so much. I don't <laughs> want to change. The uh, angle, the angle yeah, yeah. is really, really It's very important. It's, you thank you remember, very much for mentioning this. It's important to know for violin makers, also for luthiers yeah. interested in correct stringing of their Baroque violins and maybe exploring more Baroque sounds. Yes, but the Mersenne, uh, 1636, wrote that uh, the uh, violin first, uh, I think uh, the name is not violin, but it is the same instrument. Uh, yeah, is the, a the this, uh, I don't remember exactly the name he played, Old Friends, uh, yep. is a thick uh, like a uh, lute fort. Exactly. Well, we have uh, more or less the idea what was a lute uh, uh, fort. Well, uh, but considering that uh, the predatory, uh, sorry, Mersenne pitch standard was around uh, 380. 385, this is what the uh, mm, researchers mm. tell. So we must consider even this thing, but it was uh, thick, more or less like a lute fort. So we have uh, an uh, approximately idea that uh, for sure that it was not uh, 52, yeah, so uh, it was... nor uh, 65. Mm, okay. So in your opinion, what is it, 65 or more? Uh, for the range was, uh, was uh, from 70 up to 78, uh, the yeah. Mersenne example. But okay. of course, uh, this uh, yeah. is, is just an example. We cannot take uh, one ship that is 10, 10, all the animals are black. It is an example. Sure. We cannot uh, 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 spread yeah. this thing on all the, the situation. Yeah. And this is a huge problem. When uh, we discover document, uh, we automatically thinks, oh, this is a historical source, so it is a true for everybody. 
Yeah. It's like nowadays, if I, I, I check Dimitri Bariaf of Violin 70, I cannot tell that everybody uses 70, but we can consider a sort of a Gaussian yeah. curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside, yeah. we have yeah. the, the range is uh, yeah. okay. This is fascinating and very practical information also for both instrument makers and for uh, musicians wanting to explore more exotic, more, yeah. more, more closer to the aesthetic of a compos composer uh, kind of sounds. And uh, these are one of the, this is one of the things that I'm also teaching to my instrument making students uh, willing, wishing to learn uh, how to design instruments uh, starting from a vibrating string length. I use aquila strings, by the way, on my designing instruments, an instrument specifically designed to design other instruments. And well, um, our listeners can find us on uh, Luthiers and Legacy. So this is where uh, this video, this podcast will also be published and learn more about what we do. And definitely I recommend our viewers and listeners to connect with the amazing expert Mimo Pirufo. Uh, Nimo, what is your opinion on the general situation in string making industry today? Okay, but uh, may I tell you something of interesting before? The question yes. of Wolan split gut is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I have not well explained how important is this thing. I was always interested in why Italian strings were so important in Europe. Was a, a sort of fashion? I don't know. Hmm. Ah. Interesting. Well, Okay, I know Italian tomatoes are very good, but <laughs> <laughs> this no means that it was, which was the secret. When uh, we read uh, French documents of the uh, 18th, uh, uh, 18th century, both uh, viola da gamba, cello player, even harp strings, they always suggest Neapolitan strings or Roma strings. In the palace of the king, is like nowadays, somebody went in the Macron palace suggesting Italian wine. You know, in, in France, there was a good, a stronger production of strings. Why they suggest all the time Italian strings? Why? Very expensive. Mm -hmm. And the difference were two. The technology step to realize strings, but I verify that more or less it is the same process. The chemicals and the raw gut. I put a meditation on the raw gut. Mm -hmm. In Italy, was a tradition to use unsplit lamb gut. And if you sell, uh, some, some string maker in those times tried to sold even strings produced by split gut, they went in jail, arrested. Uh, so why they were so severe about those that make fraud, mm -hmm. uh, selling mixed wool gut, which is, what is, uh, there is something back. And I realized this thing when I discovered that the raw material, uh, um, the, the ship that produced that raw material for unsplit lamb uh, strings is a very important, uh, the provenance is like a spruce. You cannot use for the top every kind of a spruce. Val di Fiemme, uh, male spruce. There is a special science that uh, select the good spruce. Well, I discovered that uh, uh, exists the good gut to produce the kind of strings. It's not possible to use every kind of gut. This uh, was a huge discovery, but Atanasio Kircher in 1670 wrote about this thing. So, Napolitan string maker make uh, the first string with the gut, the provenance was uh, uh, with the winter foods when they killed the, the animals. Okay, this was uh, for the first strings. Instead, the other gut, uh, uh, when they killed uh, the, the animal at the end of uh, summer, was uh, for the second third because of softer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In short, there's a science back. Then uh, I was able to collect all the information historical information, the uh, interview done to uh, very old Italian steelmaker, my knowledge about the chemistry, I was able to reboot up uh, all the uh, steps, uh, historical steps. Then uh, last problem was uh, the potas, the so-called ranno or uh, liscia or lescivio. Uh, 
the carbonate, uh, potassium carbonate salt that came from plants, uh, which is the secret back. I discovered two or three sources that they gave the concentration, but using uh, historical units of every state, very complicated. When the, I was able to translate in modern MKS, kilogram units, uh, in modern units, I discovered that the concentration is uh, almost the same. Wow. So it is true. We start uh, to introduce this way, and uh, I was uh, very surprised to, with the first sample, samples of strings, uh, to hear that uh, the musical behaviors changes drastically. Of course. If I take the same gut and split, I return the normal standard sound. But if I use a wool gut, things change drastically. Yeah, Even yeah, the yeah. stability, a lot of uh, behaviors, incredible behaviors. I'm, I'm actually, I'm still uh, studying why uh, wool and split gut is... Uh, so I, uh, I understand why they suggest Italian production. Not because it is Italy, a crazy country, always. Mm. But <laughs> because they, their tradition was that. I well, get it. Wow. Uh, Mimo, well, this is a really fascinating story. And I just cannot thank you enough for your doing all that research, creating these incredible strings. Because look, I've never told you about this maybe, but uh, uh, my journey as an instrument maker uh, from the place where I was uh, starting, you know, from literally nobody uh, knowing nothing to uh, today creating instruments to, for world-class musicians, like Sigiswald Koken, I made uh, six instruments upon order for uh, yeah. Sigiswald. And I often joke about this, that I'm telling that, well, Sigiswald ordered six instruments for me because the first five were not good. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I've learned about instrument making so much because of the strings that you were producing and are producing. And these two instruments here behind my back. Uh, yeah. Of course, uh, listeners on Spotify cannot see, but viewers of this video on uh, YouTube can see this the Baroque violin on one side uh, for a client from the United States and violoncello does yeah, yeah. for a client from Norway. So these two instruments are going to be strung with gut strings, with Aquila strings. I'm looking forward. I heard already that Aquila had uh, shipped my order. So I'm really looking forward to getting those strings. <laughs> and when these two instruments are varnished, I'm going to string them with brand new Aquila uh, strings. Definitely will produce videos, demonstration videos as I usually do. So uh, you, okay. uh, your clients, your customers also can see and hear the sound of Aquila strings. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Mimo, what do you want to be remembered for? Uh, what I mean by this, look, um, uh, we are we are we are not on this planet Earth for uh, uh, ever. No, so there will be a moment when we'll reincarnate into a dog or a cat or I don't know what you know. So, uh, what do you want to be remembered for? What your legacy would be as an incredible human and an incredible master of uh, musical strings? Uh, uh, just one thing, uh, if you want uh, uh, to discover something, you must put your ship on the sea and travel, suffer, discover, spend money. It's not possible that you learn everything by internet. It is around the circular culture. Uh, what I'm see around, saying around is that very few people than in the past went to the museum directly by person in the place checking many read articles my articles uh, or other articles say uh, things to have the culture in your hands no there is not discovering if you don't go by sea to discover new iceland you are uh, looking the iceland discovered by others is not uh, wise so it's okay to check uh, the documents uh, everything uh, in internet but please uh, Remember to uh, to take on your back the energy and the effort that so you will suffer a lot when you travel, spend the money. In museum told you, sorry, we must close, but uh, it is very important that the people start again to done researching in that place. Second thing to verify uh, yourself. All uh, the other right, because we are never sure that uh, what the other right are right. My teacher, the uh, 
teacher Orlando Cristoforetti told me one lesson. Mimo, remember, verify your source in first instance. Don't trust ever in others because mistakes are always on the table. For example, Mersenne introduced a lot of mistakes in his calculation, even mm -hmm. on the gastric tensis strength. If we take uh, Mersenne like uh, granted uh, right, mm -hmm. cannot exist, no bother instrument and no loot. Uh, uh, Vincenzo Galilei was the father of modern music at the end of the day. But mm -hmm. there are some misunderstandings about his experiment on the monochordo, okay? Leopold Mozart introduced something of a wrong when they explained the theory of equal field of tension because if you check in superficial way, oh, this is Leopold Mozart. No, it is a man, it is a human being. And so on in many other things because in those times, mathematical rules were not well known. Okay, uh, Vincenzo Galileo is not Galileo Galilei, it's different. So, yeah, yeah. in first instance, verify everything. All the, uh, all the, all the writers are very important, but even more than, and then verify yourself after one month, give a look again at your article, because for sure you will discover yeah. a lot of stupid things that you have written. <laughs> okay, this is what uh, I, I, I uh, uh, have, uh, I have a name to suggest. Wonderful. In, in short, okay. Sorry, my English. Well, that's wonderful. This is losing. Uh, <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> uh, wonderful and charming uh, English. And, uh, well, well, thank you so much, Mimo. These words are really music to my ear and hopefully music to the ears of our listeners. It is so true what you are saying that you really have to put your skin in the game, travel, explore, invest money, invest time, touch things, read and reread historical sources again, all over again. So true. Absolutely. So true. And I cannot thank you, Mimo, my dear friend, enough for your passion, your contribution, because look, you made my life freaking amazing because without your strings, I wouldn't have learned what I could have learned about instrument making. So um, profound, profound thanks to you. One last question, Mimo. Yeah. Um, our viewers, our listeners, what do they need to know about how to get connected with you, how to find out more about your strings, your research, your experimentation, your guidance oh, yeah. to uh, musicians and luthiers? What, how, where do they have oh. to go? Well, actually, I'm following uh, the uh, Amazon owner. No, how is it called? Chinese that founded Alibaba. Alibaba. Alibaba owner. That suggests that when you are more than 60 in age, start to to live to uh, uh, to live some some something to others uh, that yeah. it take. Okay, so uh, I mean doing doing uh, with the help of my collaborators, a very good uh, uh, team. Yes, it's uh, true. It's not just to put some sugar on you. Eh? Okay, and uh, two, uh, uh, I'm organized new kind of uh, new solution blogs and uh, blogs. fb uh, facebook facebook uh, mm. when i i take it's not viola da gamba strings information okay classical uh, guitar history uh 18th century 19th century uh, step by step everything the secret of the loot which are the fl product why the loot exists blah 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 with the intention to translate the subtitles in english because unfortunately i must speak in italian that italian is a language that nowadays is known for four things pizza mafia berlusconi prestissimo fortissimo pianissimo stop uh, so <laughs> english is very important okay <laughs> And uh, uh, blogs are very important because uh, we go beyond the limit of uh, articles in books. Uh, of course, uh, it is all online. I can add a lot of uh, iconographic example. I change something if I do some mistakes. Uh, upgrade every time is uh, fantastic. Uh, so, so people can find you on aquila.com. Uh, is that the blog address? Absolutely, yes. Uh, I'm okay. uh, doing uh, something on Vertrazi next uh, uh, 
two weeks again, I have something in matter of art strings uh, that it is wow. uh, very complicated. But wow. uh, we must start uh, because uh, uh, there are some uh, fields never uh, in pity, never, never field, never discuss. Okay. Upper players knows nothing about those things. It's not possible. And I have seen your posting on the, uh, that subject matter on Facebook recently. Yes, yes. Uh, harp string. Uh, so uh, this is what I think says is very uh, helpful. Yeah. And uh, in internet, we have possibility to, to put uh, blogs with a video. Uh, links uh, is a fantastic for the culture. Absolutely. So what I'm going to do for our viewers and our listeners, I'm going to add all those addresses in the description of this podcast episode on Luthiers and Legacy. So they can find and can, can go directly to your website. They can oh, yeah? go directly your 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 website, your blog, also the site where you actually, they can actually buy those strings. So it's also aquilacorded.com. Um, I will also put in the description of this episode and also description of the videos that will go in Facebook or YouTube, etc. Um, link to your Facebook profile, a professional page where you are hosting those uh, regular Facebook live broadcasts to uh, help musicians and instrument makers and answer their questions about stringing their instruments. So that's what we are going to do. Um, and definitely our viewers and our listeners uh, were very much welcome to join also my community on Facebook, which is Luthiers and mm -hmm. community on Facebook. So that's where they, we can get connected and crack on with creating a legacy at Bench. Mimo, thank you so much for your wisdom, your passion, your <laughs> warmth, your amazing uh, conversation today. Thank you so much. Okay, I take my bicycle now to take a I stop. A very good idea. <laughs> okay, grazie mille, Dima. I, ha I have the feeling, thanks to you, I've done something really useful today. I yes, I remember, uh, came back to Italy when we have a time and the pandemic goes away. We do this. I would like Absolutely. to see you again. Absolutely, we do this. Take Riso care. Bianco, remember. <laughs> of course. Ciao, Dima. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. So, dear friend, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Do let us know what did you like and do let us know what would you like me to cover in the future episodes on Luthiers and Legacy podcast. And here is one more thing. Write a review on any one of the episodes and post it on social with the tag Dimitri Badiarov so that I can find your review in order to win a free 15-minute consultation call. We will get on the call and discuss your instrument making business and see what you could potentially change to take your instrument making business to yet another level. All you have to do is write a review, post it on social with the tag Dimitri Badiarov in your review. And for today's episode, that is all. I wish you massive success in your career. Let's do it together. Let's change things. Let's shake things up and let's build a legacy at Bench. See you in the next show.